You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode eight. So Jessica, what do you eat? I eat food. What do you eat? How often do you get that question when people know what you do for a living? Way more often than I would like. What about you? Same, same. Tell me what it is that you think people are looking for when they ask us that question. Well, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) For one, even though I do find it a little annoying and I do think it's kind of a boring question, I also Mm -hmm. remain flattered that they want my advice at all. I mean, it is technically my job to help people change their relationship with food. And of Mm -hmm. course, they don't know the how. I do that with clients. But the reason why is because people want to know the way, right? They're seeking the right answer. And for some reason, they think that (laughs) we have it. Ultimately, they want to know what is good for them and what will help them feel better. Diet culture has given us this message that there is some kind of right way to eat. And only if you follow it, will you obtain your goals. Basically, what I'm hearing is that people feel like they want to know what is the best diet. They so want to attach a label to what they eat and wave that flag, whatever it is. (laughs) So we've been around a long time and long enough around a variety of folks to see the Atkins diet, South Beach diet, now paleo, keto, vegan, raw vegan, vegetarian. And then when we were in culinary school, there were the strict macrobiotics individuals. There was fruitarians. We had the engine two, no oil vegan combo. I mean, really this list goes on and on. And in one way, it's great that people like to have a particular way of eating Mm -hmm. or have a very specific need as to why they eat that way. But if we took away the people that must eat a certain way or they will be sick, and then we're left with the rest of us, why is it that so many people want to put a defining label on their style of eating? When did we shift into these very defined camps of eating styles versus how I eat is my business and I don't need to declare it or label it. Like everything we discuss, I feel like it's complicated and I can think of a few good reasons, but I'm sure we might leave something out. So if after this discussion, something comes in mind for you, our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us a message. But the first thing that comes up for me I think a lot of people think that they like rules. A label comes with a clear set of rules that says, eat this, not that. For some people, they think that gives them peace and makes it easier. This is why people ask for meal plans and just want us to tell them exactly what to do, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I like to challenge that because within a week or two, people are already looking for loopholes to the rules. A loophole, for example, is on Weight Watchers where maybe you're counting points, although I don't know if that's how Weight Watchers still works because I haven't been keeping tabs on it. But at least in the past, people would say, oh, well, this Diet Cool Whip has zero points because it has zero calories. So if I eat the entire tub, then I don't have to feel any guilt about it because I'm still following the rules. Mm -hmm. And I think that was... (laughs) 
<laughs> like vegetables and stuff are free too, which is great. Yeah, but then, totally. But then people are just like eating a lot of like 10 bananas. <laughs> What's yeah. I mean, I had heard about like the carrot bonanza, you know, and yeah. Like, oh, poor yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense because you're not really addressing the root of the issue, mm-hmm. you know, or we often hear the word cheat day. But why design a lifestyle that you have to cheat on? (laughs) This practice perpetuates the distrust that you have for yourself and your relationship with food. It's not a very healthy relationship with self. The all or nothing thinking feels like a good idea up front. But when you apply your humanness and imperfect self, which is great. It sets you up to feel bad. And that's not what changing your relationship with food is about at all. Exactly. The rules allow for a part of people's brains to have something to rebel against (laughs) versus being okay with the ebb and flow of just eating. So whether it is keto, paleo, whatever, or a meal plan that we give them, like people kind of will use us as something to rebel against if we're working with them or if they're doing it on their own with these eating labels. So it's almost like we can't hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. for what what we eat and i have to blame the diet or the yes. nutrition practitioner or the label that it's too hard versus myself that is creating a self reflection of hmm i wonder why this is challenging <laughs> And really getting into that knowing of, well, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I haven't been able to fully explore what is it that I need right now, or where can I start to make small changes? So it just is all or nothing, like you said, in that way. We look at the circumstance, which in this case is the diet as the problem, but we know that the circumstance is not ever the problem. (laughs) Correct. It's neutral. (laughs) (laughs) It is a challenge. I mean, it is hard work to, yeah, what if we stop? pointing the fingers outside of us and we have to look inward and be that example for ourselves. It is hard. Yeah, which is why no one wants to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Then we just keep putting things outward, outward, outward because the inside looking is so challenging. It can be ugly. It can be beautiful. It can be all of it pretty right (laughs) so ugly pretty i love that really also if we think about it in many ways many of these labels can be a disguise of diet culture and potentially disguise of disordered eating so for example not to keep hammering out paleo which is easy (laughs) so many people know about it so for example paleo allows one to cut out many carb sources So for some grains might actually not be beneficial for their body. And so it feels good to cut them out, right? But for those looking for another diet or another way to make it okay to cut out certain foods, that label gives them that sense that it's okay to be this way. Permission. People, yeah, it gives them that permission that they're seeking for eating in a particular way and jumping on that wagon. So it can look as if, look, see, I'm just like you, but they're really inside spinning in that whole diet culture and self-negativity about food and themselves. So it really all comes back to what is the place we are coming from as to why we are eating a particular way? Is it balanced and with love for our bodies? Yes. So important. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. So another example would be a client I had that 
identified as vegan. And I promise I'm not hating on vegans either. (laughs) But she just had so much anxiety around the fact that maybe once a month, she wanted a piece of fish or occasionally a burger. And it was usually tied to her cycle, which I thought was very intuitive of her, you know, but she shared that she felt guilt and shame when she wasn't following the rules. Mm. And we talked about the idea of not having rules to break. And what if she could just be and allow herself to ebb and flow and maybe explore the idea of being vegan-ish or practice not using a label at all, right? So (laughs) for some reason, it just never occurred to her. And she felt pretty liberated pretty quickly about that idea. And, you know, her homework was just for her to stop using the label at all. And like, how would she answer the question, what do you eat when it comes up? Because unfortunately, it's not just us that people ask. It's a conversation that a lot of people have all the time is talking about how you eat. So thinking about how do I how do I answer that question really opened up a new world for her. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Another reason people might be attached to a label is because people out there found something that did work for them, at least temporarily, and they got so excited about it (laughs) that they had to tell everyone that they know, right? And so then they can't go back. And when they find out it doesn't work for them, they don't don't (laughs) want to be like, oh, I I don't want to tell people I'm not a vegan anymore or whatever. It's that phases of nutrition called being the fanatic phase. And so then they are all on this keto wagon and so then... or the vegan wagon or whatever wagon they're on. Right. And they just get so excited. And they're like telling everybody, Oh, you should try it. I'm on it. I feel so good. Da, 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 da. And they just are telling everyone about it. And so part of that fear of getting off of it because it doesn't feel good for you is you're like, Oh no, I've, t- I've told everybody about it. And then they'll ask me about it. And then I'll have to tell them that I failed at yeah. it. And yeah. Blah, there's blah, like blah. a shame, a shame component. There's a little bit of a shame and the guilt along with sharing your, your passion for something. And we, we all know people who are total fanatics of something at the moment, right? Yeah, I just got a text from a friend who is showing me a text from her friend trying to convince her to do the Octavia. I think that's what it's called. I don't even know. Um, plan because she was so fanatical about it. And my friend was like, uh, hell no. <laughs> but someone who feels fanatic about their way of eating will usually feel threatened by the idea of giving it up. So if they haven't given it up on their own, if they haven't quit already, then yeah. the idea of it being taken away can feel like such a threat. And, you know, honestly, they don't have to. We aren't the food police. And if you're super happy with your label, and like you said earlier, as long as it's coming from a place of love for yourself, like, that's great. You don't have to not have a label (laughs) just because we're talking about this. Right. And also the whole thing is, is like, why do we even label our, why do we have to label our food? You know, like I remember our intro was the question of what do you eat? And we've actually had these questions and I tell people, I just eat food. Yeah. And that really makes people crazy. It makes them so uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Because I haven't (laughs) attached a label. Cause even if I say I eat clean, that still is a label. And it's like, well, what, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> clean, yeah. which I don't all the time. Right. I, yeah. I, you know, I've made several examples. Because you are human. Recently and yeah. I, I eat pizza and whatnot. 
But it's like I eat food and I try to eat as many health forward foods as possible. So what are the things that are going to give me energy and things like that? And that just makes people crazy because I don't have a label. I just Mm -hmm. I go with what I need for my body at the time. I go with what I'm capable of getting or producing or putting into my body at the time. Like the last three weeks have been little bit hairier than usual in my life. And so I'm just doing the best that I can. And I'm seeking vegetables and positive foods as much as possible. But it's not all perfect. I literally had no bandwidth the other day. And so we stopped in at Tom's Market, which is a very dangerous place for me because you can easily spend more money than you intend to. You're like, did I I just buy a week's worth of groceries at Whole Foods or did I get a snack at Tom's Market? Right. So (laughs) it's always fun. But I was like, you know what? Because we did, we stopped in for a snack because I I was like, there is definitely, there's no fruit or anything like that at the house right now. So I was like, let's stop in at Tom's. They have the things that we need. My son, who is growing, got an egg salad sandwich. And I was like, well, that's a nice, (laughs) that's a pretty intense snack. But anyways, so I was like, you know what? I needed to get the frozen pizza for dinner and they had salad mix. So I picked up two frozen pizzas and a salad mix. So, because I knew that's all I could come up with for that night. That's all the bandwidth that our family had. I'm totally fine with that, right? Yeah. Labels. Well, let's, 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 uh, <laughs> let's put them to rest our rest in peace labels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to touch on something. I think this is like a positive spin on maybe why some people like labels is because mm. it does give them a sense of belonging. Oh, it can become a part of their identity and they can find community and connection. Right. And so I say it's kind of positive because there is definitely a fine line between finding community and being in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's rich. (laughs) You know, I love a cult. (laughs) I know you love a cult. You did just watch one about healthy eating and cults. I did. I I watched this HBO doc about a woman with insane hair. And if you've seen it, you know who I'm talking about. (laughs) So she started a Christian weight loss cult. And actually, it's kind of funny because her rules didn't start out that extreme. In fact, in the documentary, they mentioned that she may have been one of the early pioneers of intuitive eating because Mm -hmm. she said God believes that all food is clean. You don't have to, you don't need to worry about what you're eating. Just follow your hunger scale. It seemed kind of reasonable. I was like, well, this seems like a great idea, right? But then from there, it got super abusive and it morphed Uh, into something very negative. (laughs) So like anything, you can have too much of a good thing, but it makes sense why people are drawn to it because humans long to feel included. Yes. I honestly had not thought about that point of view of having your keto community, your vegan community. Yeah. I mean, have you been in a keto Facebook group? No, (laughs) I have not. Why would I add to myself? I'm not like trolling them all the time. I know. I just, it's it's not even voyeurism, but it is a little bit. It comes from a place of curiosity about, oh, I want to understand the mindset behind these groups, which is great. That's the thing. We need to understand. Maybe I'm secretly looking for a cult. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And then when they like interview me about like, well, did you see this coming about Jessica? And I'll be like, yes, I I am in no way surprised. (laughs) 
No way. No, I'm actually, I'm in no way vulnerable to joining a cult because I'm logical and kind of pessimistic in some ways. Yeah. So anyways, I think that that is a good point about we are all seeking community in a wide variety of ways. And, you know, if you're really drawn to food and your health or something along that way, it can feel like a very great and positive place. But again, reiterating, where is it coming from? So one of the things why people love CrossFit so much is actually the community that comes along with it. And people really enjoy that component of it. And so it's like, well, I get it, right? Community I mean, and they're getting like adrenaline and endorphins while they're right. there. So it like feels so good to so be a good. part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So find your community. If it involves food, great, but check where it's coming from. Make sure you're not trying to use it as a disguise for (laughs) for diet culture and excuses into perpetuating negative thoughts about yourself and food. But again, we all could use a lot more community. Also checking in with how you feel. I have started following this young influencer on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> her name is Tinks, but she gives really good advice. Yeah. And one of her thing was always check in with how something makes you feel. And she was saying the people, hang out with people that make you feel good about you. And it's right. the same thing with the way that you're eating. Mm-hmm. Hang out in the food arena that makes you feel good about you. If you have to cheat or if you're feeling guilt or shame, like that's a good check-in. That's a solid red flag. <laughs> like why, yeah, comparison, why am I here? Comparing if you're doing any of those. Yeah. So well. it's, yeah, yeah. Where is it coming from? Does this feel good to me? If it does great. Keep going with it. That's fine. But if you're feeling anything a little off, then maybe it's time to try something else, which is nothing. No labels. No labels. Well, let's move on to our weekly segment. Let's. Each week, we keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate it in some way. These are often the subtle ways it seeps in, which is why we're shining a light on it and sharing it with you. Mm-hmm. Beth, what have you seen this week? <laughs> Well, out of the blue, I started getting Nutrisystem ads. The good old classic Nutrisystem. There is no celebrity currently in the Instagram version of these ads. But I have been getting the Nutrisystem ads, yes. But no, the one that I got was the shake. It's a new version of a shake. I'm getting both. And I don't mind the Nutrisystem ads because, well, I mind them. But the new one that I got was a new version of what were those shakes? Slim Fast. Fast. But it's not Slim Fast. It's something else. Something new, 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 exciting, different. And they come in these little little pod things. And I was like, that's what some of like my soap refills look like. So So it's like a concentrate, less concentrated thing. And, you know, you do this thing. So then I was like, what is this? It was using a lot of language like no yo-yo dieting, eat delicious foods. It had all of the great things in there that we promises we in there. And I clicked on it because I was like, oh, what is this? Because I wanted to see. It was shape, the weight loss challenge. And the thing underneath it was I'm a foodie junkie and have never been able to keep up with diets over time. Sad face. I hesitated for a long time before ordering my So Shape 14-Day Challenge, 14-day red flag. (laughs) 
but I don't regret it. I filled up on sweet and savory flavors, chocolate, cheese. I stayed motivated until the end because the results were visible quickly and that's really motivating. I found my solution to lose weight when I feel like it and that's just so great. Get results without lifting a finger. I mean, so many red flags all over the place. (laughs) It is these little pods of shakes. So I clicked into it and was like, what is this madness? And then you click into the shop now and it's like pants getting too tight. Why not change your food routine for 5, 14 or 28 days? Our challenge only has one simple rule. Swap your breakfast and dinner for so shaped shakes. Yeah, and just dishes. skip two meals a day. <laughs> yeah, you keep your lunch as you like it. So it's slim fast, essentially exactly. what it is. The, the exact new same thing. thing. And they see just the instead result, of a sensible dinner, they're doing a lunch. sensible lunch. So that was that. And then one of the things, so I was like, all right, what is it? So you don't count calories because you're skipping two meals. Why would you even need to do it? Obviously, there's no cooking or shopping, but I don't know how that's possible depending on what you're eating for a lunch. And so then it's 240 calories a meal. No, I can literally breathe in 200 breathe calories. In 240 calories. <laughs> that's not a meal. It's not. And then avoid the yo-yo effect because it says by staying sensible after the challenge, of course, and we're always here if you need us, which means buy more of us. Yeah. How are they going to know what sensible is? Is because they haven't learned anything in this process. No! Uh, uh, <laughs> avoid the yo-yo effect. And I'm like, that's not possible. So 440 calories for divided up between two meals. And then where are they supposed to get the rest of their 1600 calories at lunch? Oh, give me a break. You'll never be bored. So apparently 12 flavors is enough for people to not be bored. Well, wow, that is a lot of flavor. And then (laughs) keep it your way. There's no genetically engineered ingredients. One of the things that was there was like a soup. So if you didn't want the shake, there was like these soups. And then one of them was vegetable flavored soup. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> vegetable flavored we're not gonna put actual vegetables in it it's just gonna, it's be, gonna be vegetable flavored yes. essence Ugh. of veggie yeah they're telling you exactly what to do they're giving yeah. you a time limit so that you know you can use your willpower for five ten or fourteen days or yep. whatever it was mm-hmm. and then you're in it you're getting told what to do and you don't have to think too hard and you don't have to better yourself in any way yeah And then when it's over, it's over. And I'm like, how the no yo-yo effect. And I'm just like, I can't believe they put that in there. That's just a flat out lie. It is. But you know what? There's no regulation on that. Nobody can say like, oh, you can't say that. So they're just saying whatever they want to say, which is exactly the language that the Nutrisystem ad was saying. Yeah, there's no yo-yos. And my favorite of the Nutrisystem one, which was lose weight without giving up your favorite foods. Yeah, that's always their, their line. <laughs> and then the comments, that. this one quote said, I feel like I'm cheating, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one comes directly from marketing. Is that really a sales bullet point? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Know. Oh, it does. It says premium meals designed to prevent yo-yo dieting. Apparently that's the thing that people want to hear is it's not a yo-yo diet because honestly, to me, that's like a good thing because it tells us that the diet quality culture is edging in into this world enough to where they're trying to act like they're not a diet. Mm -hmm. So in a way it's working. Uh, There you have it. We had two this week. Yeah. Because they were so similar and they popped up around the same time. Yes. Well, now we're in some kind of algorithm. So that's fun. 
perfect. I sure hope that we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from bioculture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. And we have another special request. Please like rate us if you are liking what you are hearing and share us with anybody. Yes. Thank you. We'll see you next week. 